This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by Kirsty Smurfarka. Hola. David the Evolved the Third. Hey, everybody. Hindu Anthony. What's up, Buttercup? And we have a special guest today, the premier YouTuber and TikToker of the Disney Fornia channels. Dave is with us today. Hey, Dave, how are you doing? How are you doing? Um, for you, this is your first time here, so please talk about yourself for a few minutes for listeners. Oh, well, yeah, uh, like you said, my name is Dave. Um, I go by California on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Um, I'm a huge Disney fan. I just love everything about the parks, um, the history of it, like Walt, who's the man. Um so I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to be here. Um, Dave and I actually go way back, but we haven't talked in a long time. And I'm, I was just thumbing through from my For You page on TikTok and was like, oh, wow, that's Dave. Oh, wow. He does the Disney thing. So I've been, I've been enjoying the TikTok videos for a while. And I'm actually looking forward to checking out the YouTube. I've been wanting to do an episode on Disney. We've done we've done Disney episodes before, but we've never talked about the parks. Um, so we're going to talk about Disney, the movies, the shows. We can get into the corporation. We'll talk about the parks. Um, but first. But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where we all talk about the nerdiest thing we've done in the last two weeks. And we vote using the patented Mike Myler widget system. So the way this works is we all share the nerdiest thing we've done. And at the end, everyone gets to vote and say what they like the best and why it was the most nerdy. Um, and as our guest, you get to go first, Dave. Okay. <laughs> right. um, I, I would have to say probably in the last two weeks, the nerdiest thing I've done, um, I've been actually on the hunt for uh, for train tracks. Um, so I, I botched this, uh, this Disney train about a year ago. Um, and my wife, Nancy, she just looked at it one day and she was just like, you gotta like do something with that. And I'm like, okay, true that. So, um, she's like, you, you should hang it up in our, in our Disney office and just like put it around the ceiling. And I was just like, that is like the coolest thing ever. Like I want a train that goes around my ceiling. So, um, I've, I've been on the hunt for train tracks, Amazoning, uh, extra parts. I don't know a thing about trains. Other than they're they're pretty cool and like I I'm just like literally on the hunt for those and <laughs> so you like have to learn about scale and 
all the different things. Yeah, that that sounds like a cool thing to do. I've always really liked model trains, but I've never been into the hobby. No, yeah, truly, same here. And and the funny thing is, is um, like right when I was on this hunt for like just trying to understand this whole thing about like train tracks and everything, um, I I came across a TikTok where a guy like actually did that um, around his like whole living room. He he told he did the whole process from start to finish on how he did it. And then I was like even geeking out even more. And I was just like, okay, I've I've got to try this out. So I'm still on the hunt for train tracks. So if anybody knows anything, (laughs) I can give you information and let me know. Because I want to make this happen. (laughs) Um, I know a guy, or at least I did. I'd have to, it's complicated. But uh, he was a really big like model train enthusiast. Um, And he has been for, I don't know, probably close to 30 years. I'll I'll maybe see if I can't reach out (laughs) Definitely. That would be cool. Thank you. Can we just talk about how cool it was of your wife to be like, you should put that up around the top of our ceiling in one of our rooms. Like right? I would, I probably would have been like, why do you have that still? What, why don't you sell that on eBay? Why don't you give it to the kids to play with? Like I would never have been like, Oh babe, you should totally build, you know, some sort of thing around the top of the, one of our rooms and make the train go. So I think that was really cool of your wife agreed based wife i would i would agree too that it was it was really cool so i think that that was like my nerdiest thing like so we will move on to david really and we just have you guys right next to each other in the order thanks brian uh i mean nerdiest thing i did was have a police report taken but uh some backstory my car got broken into on monday uh while it was in my driveway they made off with most of my D&D stuff, a laptop, some other things. It's been a fun week. <laughs> I just want to say that's why I left California. Yeah. Like, not not the only reason I left California, but you can ask Brian. I had my car broken into at least four times in the course of a year, and I didn't even live in that bad of a neighborhood. I was like, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I just, so, yeah, that was pretty much the nerdy thing for my week. I I haven't really done much else. Eh, I don't mind it otherwise. I mean, it's just a bit of a shock. I mean, happened in the driveway of my house. We've been huddled around the Facebook chat, just staring at your plight, just going, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Sending prayers. Even prayers. been a i mean it's just it's just stuff but still i i would define the nerdy thing as the anguish of losing like the the <laughs> D collection oh yeah like the campaign i was running all my notes everything for that game gone uh <laughs> my my fifth edition player's handbook my fifth edition player's guide uh my pathfinder first edition one of my one of my phbs is gone my first monster manual my uh my campaign guide i'm i'm missing like seven or eight books <laughs> i'm sorry david we're going to have to put together like a charitable donation for you oh so you, you don't have to you don't have to do that i'm i'm gainfully employed i can replace them it's just annoying more than anything I know. You, it's really funny is you posted it in the chat and then and we were talking back and forth. And then uh, my husband, Chris, came home and he was like, because he's not in our chat. I don't know right. where he saw it. And he's like, did you know David Theobald III had his car broken into? And, it's <laughs> and I'm like, uh. yes, yes, I did. But how did you? <laughs> apparently, apparently he and I are friends on Facebook. 
Yeah, uh, clearly. Clearly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to remember that anything I want to share with you, I share with Chris. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> I I knew he would. I didn't know he checked it. I knew he was on there. Oh, so, all right, moving on to Erica. What was nerdy with you? Um, what was nerdy with me is I decided um to reread the Witcher books after watching season two. I had read them all previously. Um, and then I was like, oh yeah, well that's a little different. And I was like, okay, now I got to reread them and figure out what all the differences were and, and what they combined together. And so in the course of like two weeks, I've burned through like four of them. I think I have two or three more left. So I've been doing that. And, um, I picked up Final Fantasy 15. Uh, again, I picked it back up because Amelia, when it first came out, I got Final Fantasy 15, and I was totally enjoying playing. And and uh, she comes in and she goes, "Oh, did you know it ends like this?" And this this was like five years ago or something oh, like that. No. And she ruined it for me, and I just stopped playing at that point because I was like, "Fine, I don't want to do this anymore." Ouch. So, um, but then I was like, "Okay." I, I was playing Skyrim and then it kept crashing on me. And then I was like, I'll play something else. And so I decided to just pick it back up. So those are the two things. Well, at least you were able to get an account before they shut off uh, access to new accounts. What do you mean? The servers are overwhelmed. You can't make new accounts for the Final Fantasy. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Until they uh, upgrade their servers, you can't uh, you can't enjoy that. Unless you're already enjoying the game, you can't enjoy the game. Huh. Well, good thing I got in on that. So, Anthony, what was nerdy with you? So, really, the only big nerdy thing with me was that I decided I was going to try and actually start running my first ever game of D&D. Like, I actually want to try my hand at DMing for once. So, I asked some friends of mine. um, One of them is a friend I've had. she, She was a friend of mine since, like, elementary school. Like, we met in, like, third grade. And so, like, we reconnected. We've been hanging out. So I was going to, like, play a game with her husband and their, and her, uh, or their, I'm not sure if they're together, like, all three of them, but basically, like, their polyamorous partner. And we were going to play, like, a and d game. At first, what I was going to do was I was going to have a, um, like, a homebrew campaign. Not, like, a whole new world. I was going to take the Forgotten Realms. But I was going to take a campaign, a story kind of thing I had brewing up in my head and put it in the Forgotten Realms. But then some um, stuff popped up and I was like, okay, I need to do something a little simpler, something that won't take so much brain power, so much like planning and so much work on my end. And so I was thinking, okay, well, maybe we'll try Strixhaven. Um, Strixhaven sounds really cool. Um I've been really sad over the loss of our of our uh, of our lovely J.K. Rowling, um, and uh, been feeling a bit nostalgic about Harry Potter. So I was like, "Well, Strixhaven's a good a good Harry Potter replacement, and it'll be a good uh, it's a good um, campaign system that uh, has enough of a system built around it that you can you can do it. You're not making everything, but it has enough open." like openness that you as a dm you can add a lot to it you can add a lot of your own flair and flavor to it so it i i feel it has that good combination of like hand holding ish but also um 
allows you that space and freedom to make it your own. That sounds cool. I like the idea of a magic school. That's That sounds like fun. So... Yeah, there's a lot of things about it that sounds so cool. I don't know if you guys have seen the XP to level three video about it, but there's a lot of really cool things about it. Well, I think that's like super creative. So uh, I, I think that's a also good luck DMing for your first time. That that'll be a a challenge into itself. So oh, thanks. Good, good luck with that, Brian. What was nerdy with you? Mine's role playing related too. Um, uh-huh, I am playing. I am playing in my first game in forever. Um, I was in Anna's game earlier in the year, but that didn't work out. But um, oh. now I'm in a game with a bunch of Canadians, and it's it's looking. We did our session zero last uh, two weeks ago, and we're playing again on Monday, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm playing a cat folk alchemist known as the Me Alchemist. Oh my God, <laughs> I hate yes. you so much right now. Yes. <laughs> Full name. <laughs> David, uh, have you ever heard of his um his his PF Chang? Oh yeah, when I was playing Pathfinder, I used to play Pathfinder Chang. <laughs> That's good. Oh, everything has to be based on a pun, and then Absolutely. you can get serious from there. Um, so now we're gonna vote. The way this works, Dave, and we have to explain this to you. <laughs> um. The way it works is everybody gets a number of widgets equal to the number of hosts plus one. So since there are five of us, everyone gets six widgets. We hand them out to who we think deserves them. You can give them to yourself, too. There is judgment if you do that, but you can give them to yourself, too. Um, So, Dave, who would you like to give your widgets to and why? You know, I am. All of you had some like some great nerdy things going on there. I would have to say. Anthony, uh, I heard Harry Potter right there, and you, you had me at Harry Potter. Uh, it was just that was pretty cool listening to all that we're saying. So, I'm, all six, all six. Um, how, oh. I mean, it was good, it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> well, David and Brian, he can spread the points however he wants. <laughs> wow, Dave, David, you know I'm what? so sorry I, how, how that they this? were being rude um, to the guests. I want to know that. I want everyone to know that I wasn't asking out of judgment. I was asking because I'm the one who counts them. (laughs) No, I was asking out of judgment. (laughs) How about this? I'm I'm going to split my six, three and three. I'm going to give half to to Anthony because that that was just so cool. And and I'm going to I'm going to give my other three to David. I, I feel like. Um, you know, you losing something, you have to gain something right there. So I, I have to thank you. I, I appreciate it. Very nice. Yeah. Thing. I know it's not going to replace all the good stuff, but you know, and it, speaking of speaking of David, how many widgets do you want to give to who and why? Well, first and foremost, Brian gets my negative widget for that pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are some weird rules to this game. <laughs> Um, Dave, hunting for train tracks, I understand how hard that can be as a model maker and ga- and miniatures gamer myself. I understand the difficulty sometime of finding exactly what you need. And you, I will award you two widgets for that. that that's, a, that's a pretty good nerdy thing. Uh, you might actually you. play miniature games that require train tracks. Uh, more than once, yes. <laughs> In fact, I'm playing it again on Sunday next week. Uh, let's see. Uh, Anthony, you're going to get 
my remaining four widgets as running your first D&D game is a milestone. You will remember this campaign for good or bad for the rest of your life. You know, I figured, thank you. I figured I should do it one of these days. I like making 10 page background stories for my characters. Why not DM? <laughs> now, now you get to do it for every single NPC. Oh, yeah. Uh, after me, Erica, it's your turn to vote. Uh, I'm going to give everybody one widget. Mm. And then Dave's going to get my extra widget. Anthony. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, David T., I really appreciate the amount of widgets you gave me. I really do. But I'm giving you my negative widget because you gave Brian his negative widget for the pun, and I love puns. There's only one negative widget per show. That's not. No, everybody gets one negative widget. Yeah, but once it's used, you can't use one. Yep. Once one has been claimed, yeah, that that rule has been set a long time ago. Fine. (laughs) Okay. I appreciate the settlement, Anthony. Dave, not David T, but Dave. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give you four widgets because model trains. That, that's real cool and i mean it's like it's like a rite of passage for us middle-aged men you know we gotta we gotta get into our trains you know i would agree I feel, you can feel now you can feel like a true a trill a true dad you know right i got the dad jokes why not why not the dad train yeah <laughs> that's how you do it and then i'll give i'll give the other two to brian because brian rarely gets to play like he rarely gets to play you know he's the forever dm so Get him getting the chance to actually play it. It's it's nice. It's magical. <laughs> and then I am going to give um I'm gonna give Dave three because my that's just it's not just the train hobby. It's a new hobby, and new hobbies are always exciting. Yes. And it's a Disney train. Um and I'm gonna give um I'm gonna give um two sympathy widgets to David. Thank you. And I will, I will take all the pity widgets you give. Thank you. Appreciate it. And my last widget is going to go to Anthony for running his first game. Um, the guest gets a lot of bias in this game, and you won, Dave. Um, so oh. your prize is the widgets. You get to keep the widgets. Oh, good. Um, you um, they will arrive. They will arrive by teleportation within the next fortnight. Um, we handled the radioactivity problem, but the sentience has gone out of control. So they, um, I think they've inherited a bit of the spirit from this episode, and they will constantly sing It's a Small World. When they're not trying to sell each other NFTs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. I can't wait. So the topic of this show is Disney, but also um, this is a monumental episode because we have our first Q&A segment. Um our patrons and family of uh, and the family of our hosts have submitted some questions. Um, I for the topic, I want to run through one time of the round robin, and I'll explain to the I'll explain how this works, Dave. So this is not an interview show. This is a discussion show. So the way we do this is I'll ask you a question, and then you can ask David a question. David will ask. Er- um, Erica, a question. Erica asks Anthony a question, and Anthony will ask me a question. Um, and the questions can lead to conversations. The conversations can lead to tangents. Everything goes. Um, but we're we're focused on Disney. I've given out the outline. It has sample questions, but you can ask anything you want. They don't have to be what I came up with because my imagination is limited to my free time. Um, so I am going to start 
by asking you, Dave, um, what does Disney mean to you? I mean, you've been doing the, this channel for a while, and I can tell, and just by knowing knowing you and Nancy how much you go to Disneyland, where does it come from? I've never asked you before. Why is it so important? What, what, what does Disney mean to you? You know, um, I, I would have to say there's like three aspects of what Disney means. It's it's the creativity. Uh, it's that imagination, and it's it's just taking the impossible and making it possible. Like um, you know, uh, yes, it's it started from like a, a young age, just like you know, watching the cartoons and everything. But I think it was around like high school that I really just. It, it just started like taking on like a manifestation of just like understanding like who Walt was and what he like the trials that he had to go through on his personal level. And then just seeing that outcome of like Disneyland. Um, and I, I think it's just it's all of that. That's why I like when people say like, you know, what you know, what is it about Disney? Is it the, the parks or is it Walt or is it the movies or something like that? I just say it's like it's everything encompassed. Um, and it, it's I don't know. It's I, I think it's just that really creativity uh, of looking at maybe like at, at nothing and then making it something extra beyond awesome. And, and that's just kind of how I operate in general in life. Um, I always just like to, you know, take something and just put a little something extra into it um, or, or just have that creativity. Um, you know, whether it's like, you know, if, if I can't even do something, but it's just the idea of like just doing something really cool. And you look at Disneyland and that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, it's an orange field back in the fifties and, and now it's worldwide really. So it's like, I often ask myself, how did we get here? I mean, it, it almost doesn't seem real that a place like the Disney parks exists. It, 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 it's a really like magical, amazing thing that that vision has just spanned all around the world. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely the, the creativity of Walt. is just like, and every time you just listen to more and more of who he was and what he did and everything, uh, it's it just, it's just like crazy. Like, so I don't know. I think, I think, you know, I think that's just Disney is just really cool. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so Love what it. do you have to ask about it? And this what is do I have to David. ask. So I'm going to I'm going to move to David. Is that you're going to ask David a question and it just we can talk um, about whatever and it go, it goes around. And then when it goes around the second time, I got the Q&A and most of the questions are for you specifically. Yeah. And then we it just turns into a discussion. <laughs> I would have to, to say because, you know, like. Like, I'm always just assuming that everybody loves Disney. And, um, you know, they, they, some people are like, I, I haven't even gone or whatever. So I guess my question to David would be like, um, do you like Disney? And maybe kind of like a second follow up is like, have you ever been to the parks? Uh, I enjoy I enjoy aspects of Disney. Yes, uh, I have not been to the park in a long time. It's been probably 15 years since I've been to the park. Unfortunately, I, I don't deal well with crowds anymore. And especially with how overly popular and just completely packed they are, I am a giant ball of anxiety and it is not fun. So I don't, I don't do well with the crowds anymore, but when I used to go, I had a lot of fun. The Indiana Jones is one of my favorite rides uh, between that and star tours. I have not been on the new star tours. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't been on the new one. I don't, I haven't seen any of the new scenes. I have yet to see Star Wars land. I would love to, but I, I just, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it'll happen, unfortunately. You haven't? Yeah. Nope. Sad. Oh, neither have I. 
I, I oh. haven't experienced the parks yeah, in probably live, longer I, than that. I live less than 20 miles from it. <laughs> yeah, I live close enough that I can see the fireworks every night. Yeah. When I lived in Lakewood, oh, man, we, used, Anthony, we used to. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I live in Torrance. I mean, I'm not far away. It's. <laughs> I envy you, too. <laughs> yeah, I live. I live a city over from the city that Disneyland's at. Oh, my gosh. My heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my I mean, sister I, used to live in Fullerton. She could see the fireworks. Yeah. Oh, you beat me to it, Erica. I was going to mention that because I used to we, we used to go over there and watch the fireworks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I went to the last time I was at Disneyland was shortly after California Adventure opened, and we were going to both because we hadn't been to either in so long. And it was a cool. It was a place I went as a child a few times with my family and enjoyed. But I've never been one for rides. It's not my cup of tea personally. Um, even before the crowds became an issue, I'm not the, I'm not a big fan of rides. Like I'll do, I'll go on them and do stuff, but that's yeah, not my speed. I have a follow up question for you, David. Yep. Um, what was your experience with Disney growing up? Uh, well, besides having the clamshells of all the classics and watching the crap out of them, I think we <laughs> wore like we wore out our Aladdin tape more than once. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, we we just had always always had Disney movies going on in the background. Unfortunately, we were a uh, Nickelodeon household, so I didn't ever watch the Disney Channel or anything. But uh, yeah, I, I saw a lot of the movies coming out. I actually saw Aladdin in theaters. That was that was awesome. Uh, I remember seeing uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame in theaters. Uh, I mean, I grew up in the the early '90s, so it was a big part of life when when the the, the Renaissance was in its heyday. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. All right, yeah, David, you're, you're Erica. Right. I get to ask Erica a question. Uh, 42. Fair enough. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Erica, I mean, you don't, I mean, you used to live in Southern California. Did you mm-hmm. ever go to the parks when you were here? Oh, yeah, all the time. Okay. I loved it. Yeah. Well, when was the first time you went to a park? <laughs> So the first time I went, I was uh, four, going on five, so maybe closer to five. Okay. And uh, my mom and my stepdad at the time took us to the park, mm-hmm. and my mom thought it was a great idea to take me on the Matterhorn, mm. and that didn't end up well for her because I was so scared I bit her hand. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Yeah. Um. But what I do, besides that, what I do remember, uh, it's it's where I fell in love with the Haunted Mansion. I remember oh, going on the Haunted God. Mansion and I was, I mean, we went on it probably 12 times, just right back in line, right back in line. Um, I, I just love that. It's still my favorite ride. Oh, Haunted Mansion's great. Yeah. Oh, I'll, no. I'll wait three plus hours. I don't care. It's like, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a magic set bundled into a ride it all those little visual illusions ah mm-hmm. yeah it's fabulous in fact uh, i was just telling um my husband oh, i think it was about three or four weeks ago um that my next tattoo is actually going to be the wallpaper pattern that they have for the haunted mansion mm-hmm. um as like a loop around uh, my left arm so now, now I may be mistaken, but you've mm-hmm. had Disney Park experience after you moved away from California. Y- no, you're not mistaken. I <laughs> did get to Disney World twice. Um, 
And that was fun. Um, I mean, the other uh, little pieces they have, like Epcot and the Animal Kingdom and stuff like that, um, they, they were fun. Um, but it's 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 not core Disney. It's not Cinderella's Castle and you know the teacups. I mean, they have that there because um, they've essentially replicated the main park in Orlando. And then just added all the other stuff. They have Star Wars there. That was a lot of fun. We went to the Star Wars um, part of the park. I can't yeah, remember what it's do, called. You got to do the Rebel thing before it came to California. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, it was it was a lot of fun um, to do that. Uh, it was like the third day it was open or something like that. You had to get in a queue. Like We got up before the sun was up um, to be in line to sign up for the queue to then wait until three o'clock that afternoon to get to ride uh, the resistance ride. So it was, um, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's something, something to do with the resistance, but uh, it was, it was great. I mean, they really, I mean, I don't know about Disneyland, but the Disney world star Wars area is super detailed. We, we even saved a Coke bottle. I don't know if you guys have seen those. They've got um, star Wars Coke bottles. It looks like a, little globe and they've got uh i mean it's the colors of coke so you know what it is but nothing uh, yeah there you go there you go yeah yeah, but nothing there. yeah. yeah. <laughs> i was gonna buy one of those but then i was like i don't know that's a lot of money for something that basically amounts to like a can of coke now for david yeah. for uh dave for our listeners who are on audio describe what you just showed the camera Oh, so um, what it, it's uh, it's basically like uh, uh, Coke. It's about what twelve ounces or so, but it's like in a mm-hmm. like a ball, and then uh, the top part's like a, a detonator. Um, so the the funny thing is, is actually they were selling these uh, over Walt Disney World, but when people are traveling away, uh, some of the airlines apparently were like saying that you couldn't bring these on the plane because it looked like a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, yeah yeah well yeah it looks it literally looks like a star wars grenade it does yeah i this is the first time i've ever heard of those before but that's probably the coolest collectible i've ever seen yeah no, I was, yeah that was like the day one i got uh the coke the diet coke the sprite um so they, they were selling all three of those and then they have like a dasani one that just has kind of like the air words. like i was saying i was gonna get one but then when i was like how much is that and she was like 20 bucks i was like how much goes in that she's like i like 12 ounces like the amount of a can of coke i'm like oh that's an expensive can of coke (laughs) (laughs) welcome to disney (laughs) yeah 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 we we did the whole star wars experience my husband built a lightsaber i built a droid i mean it was a lot of fun yeah uh erica you're anthony i have to ask anthony something yeah i know isn't it amazing no he said you are anthony (laughs) I guess that's, uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, we can trade Anthony, I guess for, for like for 12 hours. Do you want my beard? Like, I'll shave in a minute. It is, it is Friday. <laughs> Freaky Friday. Um, so Anthony, um, what, what was your first experience at a Disney park? Were you um, as well? Well, my first experience, I probably wasn't conscious. Yeah. I was probably like two or younger, honestly. But I think the first experience that I can at least remember was I was pretty young. I must have been at least five, maybe even younger. And I remember um, we would always go for like either mine or my cousins, uh, like as a family thing. So like me and my my like 
family's million different cousins we would like go to disneyland all together it was always kind of a big like um uh like a big family thing that we would do Um, we've done the the big family thing like when we went to disney world we went with uh one of the times we went with my husband's family and it, it was a lot of fun um especially because grandma and granddad got tired early and so they watched the kiddos so dad and i could go to dinner by ourselves so i had never been able to do it at disney park before that's nice oh that's nice yeah 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 um but i i prefer like small groups just like me my husband my kids you know kind of thing because then there's less fighting about where we're going and what's going on (laughs) oh we didn't we didn't really fight what we would do is like we would go in as a big group so it'd be like my grandparents my mom my dad my uncles my aunts my cousins like huge group and we would all just kind of go like wow different ways so like my grandparents would be like oh we want to go see this thing and then like and then um my cousins and i and maybe my uncle uh my uncle would take like probably the older boys and we'd all go like to star wars stuff and then my aunt would probably take the girls and they'd go to like cartoon land and like we would just all go like all kinds of separate ways and just be like, okay, at lunchtime meet here and we'd meet somewhere and eat. And then we're like, okay, now meet over here at this time for this thing. Now, when I went, this was a time when Disneyland still had smoking areas. So we would also have to take breaks every so often for my uncle to like stop and have like a smoke. <laughs> that seems so weird to me. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go to the 90s, so... I think one of my favorite uh, anecdotes about Disney involves smoking. What's that? Oh, uh, the the, the Disney point. How uh, no cast member can ever point at anything with less than two fingers. It's (laughs) because every picture of Walt is always pointing with two fingers because they photoshopped out the cigarette he was holding. (laughs) 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 Which is why he was pointing with two fingers, because he was an avid smoker. (laughs) They got rid of Toontown, didn't they? No. Nope. Still there. Oh, that's good. I remember when Toontown opened. Yeah. Um, I don't know when that was, but I was there. It was uh, very, uh, very late 90s, if memory serves. Yeah, that was when I, that was probably the last time I was there. (laughs) No, that's not true. (laughs) I, I went right after California Adventure opened. Yeah. Yeah, I was super excited about the Roger Rabbit ride because I loved that movie. Oh, that ride is so it's still a very fun ride. It is. It's not worth waiting in line for over an hour for, but it, it's not bad. Oh, oh, have I got have I got the thing for you? So nineteen ninety three is when it opened. Oh wow. Okay. I was wrong. So Yeah, I knew viewers, it was early ninety. So viewers out there may not be aware of this, but my oldest son has autism. So here's what we get to do. We get to get fast pass because oh, we have a child that's disabled. You saw so fast pass works differently <laughs> these days. It's not like it used to be where you could just be like fast pass and they would just let you cut ahead. Now the way fast pass works is you have to go and you have to like tell the person like, okay, I want to use a fast pass for this ride. And at this time, my wife wants me to let everyone know it's not called a fast pass. Okay. I'm sorry. It's not a fast pass. It's disability access pass. There we go. Disability access pass. So this is the way it works though. You go to one of the people that are helping out and you say, what ride do you want to go on? And you go like, I want to go Haunted Mansion. And they go, okay, that's going to be like a 40 minute wait. And then they put you in like a virtual line where you start waiting. 
And then while you're walking around the park doing other things, like maybe you're going on a different ride, maybe you're eating food, maybe you're just walking your way to the Haunted Mansion and that takes 40 minutes. By the time you get there, you're like, okay, here you go. It's been 40 minutes. And then they let you go on the ride. Yeah, we got to do that too when we went with my in-laws because my father-in-law is disabled. He he has uh, flat feet and bad knees from the military. And uh, so he can't, he can't walk more than a minute or two or stand for a minute or two before he has to sit down. So we ended up having that too. It, it was super fun. I won't lie. Do disabled guests feel well accommodated while they're there? Do they feel like they're having the same experience as everybody else? I know my father-in-law did. He was, he really liked it. He had a little scooter and, and all that. And he, he didn't feel like he was kept from doing any of the things he wanted to do. So my son loves it. He thinks it's really fun because he gets to go through the special line. He's always like, ooh, we're going to the special line. He gets all excited. He feels all like special and proud for some reason. You know, I, I would have to agree because I, uh, well, I, I don't have the, the younger kids. I've, uh, I've got, I, I've, you know, taken my grandma uh, or some other family members that have needed like wheelchairs or we have a friend that needed like a, an electric scooter and um they just zip around and we're able to like get around the parks just like super easy. So they've, they've done a really good job at, at, at doing all that. So, yeah. And I really like the way they do the disability pass thing that it's not like, I remember when I was a kid, it literally was like, you're like disability pass and they just would cut you to the front of the line. Um, I like, yeah. the way they do, I like this system, even though it's not as convenient if you have a disability, but it doesn't really, it, it's not an impediment on other people as well. You know, it's not like impeding mm-hmm. their ability to have fun and i like this system because it's you're still waiting in the same line like you're not not waiting but you're spending that time waiting doing other things Mm -hmm. so you're not waiting in the line you're basically like you're putting almost like a placeholder of yourself in the line while you're walking to the to the ride or doing other things it probably makes it even more convenient with people with disabilities who have medical needs that have to be addressed it's probably amazing because you can you can do those things while you're online basically but you can do them in a comfortable place Mm -hmm. no exactly Mm -hmm. it's it's very helpful um and anthony i guess i guess it is your turn to ask me a question um Hmm, what question do I want to ask? Okay, well, we've been talking a lot about the parks, but how about we go into some media stuff? Uh, Brian, have you watched any um, recent Disney movies? They could be Marvel, they could be cartoon, whichever ones you want to talk about. And and maybe name one that you liked a lot. Why did you like it? Okay, let's go start from the most recent. Because I watch a lot. I have Disney+. Plus, <laughs> So... Um, Me too. The Eternals was not very good, uh, from my opinion. Uh, I thought it was too much story in too, too short of a movie. That was the exact problem. Yeah. Exposition. Uh, it it was all exposition. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything because I figured our listeners... That's interesting, though. Um, I... There isn't much about it I enjoyed... Um, but I was told that before and I, I don't know if it affected my expectations. Um, yeah, but I felt like I didn't have any reason to like the characters. There were way too many characters. None of them got enough attention. And the one character I really liked, like right off the bat was only in the movie for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Mm. The, uh, positive things about the movie. Um, 
the envisioning of Jack Kirby's artwork into the Celestials in the movie was absolutely incredible. And it literally made me go, whoa, and like fall back in my chair because I was watching the IMAX enhanced version that it like blew up on the screen. The aspect ratio widened and it was like being zapped into another reality. That was amazing. Um, that the the lack of attention to the characters and the lack of any kind of emotional connection to the characters um i did i did think it was worth watching i didn't think it was like a waste of time um i didn't feel incredibly disappointed or anything at the end of the movie just was a very lackluster marvel movie um in it was Kondo, a solid c hmm it was a solid c yeah yeah average at best yeah um, Encanto, on the other hand, <laughs> Ooh, um, eleven out of ten. That mm-hmm. Sophia song, knock. I I was so surprised by how good that song was. <laughs> the um, which song? The Sophia song. Am I getting the name right of the character? Louisa. 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 Oh yeah, the trip, trip, trip. Yeah. yeah that, oh my god, that was. It's such a Oof. good song. It that was song is very, my new my new anthem. <laughs> good. I, it's my new anthem too, Anthony. <laughs> um, and, um, oh, sorry. And then, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not giving any chance for actual discussion about this stuff. What were you going to say, Anthony? Uh, I was going to say um, because I actually one of the teachers I work with in my preschool, she actually is Colombian. Um, so when I came back from like the winter break, I, I was like, I was like very curious. I wanted to ask him like, what did you think about the movie? Because I'm always very curious, like whenever, um, whenever people do like, um, try to like do movies or shows or media about other cultures that maybe you don't normally do. I always like to ask people of that culture, like, did they represent it? Well, uh, did they get things right and wrong? Like, how did they do? And she told me that her and her family loved it. They were so excited. They've watched it multiple times. They felt like they really, they really did a good job researching Colombian like culture and giving it a lot of respect. And, and like, so, and from what I heard, um, she was, she was talking about like, obviously she's talking about her personal experience from her and her family. But from what she was saying is like in Colombia, it's a very popular movie. And a lot of people there love it a lot. Can we talk about how Lin-Manuel Miranda is on a hot streak right now? Oh man, that guy's a God, right? Mm-hmm. he's oh my goodness like he wrote all the m- music for Encanto he he did Moana you know Hamilton Encanto and the so Heights I mean he's just he's just crushing it right now did he have any new Alan Menken oh, oh say that again Dave I said he's like the new Alan Menken yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah he really is I still haven't seen In the Heights yet I need to watch it I have HBO Max I need to watch it uh yeah I haven't seen it either it's good. Hamilton was crazy good. I was, I was super like, I, I hadn't, I know it came out like a few years ago or whatever, but I wasn't in like a rush to see a musical on Disney plus. I'm a very, I love the theater. Like I want to go to the theater. Um, and so I kind of put it off. And then after watching Encanto, I was like, Oh my God, this music is so good. All right. My curiosity has been peaked. And so we watched Hamilton and that was amazingly good. And then I got curious about how accurate it was because they're, you know, artistic interpretation. Turns out it was like nine out of 10, like spot on historically accurate. And I was like, what can this man not do? I mean, it was just, I'm just very impressed by him. 
I, I I do have to say that watching Hamilton on Disney Plus was quite fun. I I want to see it now. I it it doesn't have anything to do with Disney, but it does have to do with musicals. And the tangent thing is my rule. And I just want to say that Be- I saw Beetlejuice the musical in New York, and it was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I want to see that. So, um. I have I, I wanted to do the Q&A questions because we've never done this before. And I wanted to do it before we do more rounds of questions if we have time. Um, so Holly, one of our patrons, um, submitted a bunch of questions that were addressed to Dave. Um, but after Dave answers the question, if anyone knows anything about these subjects, please chime in. Um, the first question is, Dave, do you know of any major upcoming ride changes that are coming at the park? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> um, this is actually like that that prime time when Disney kind of goes into that that slump where everybody goes away. And this is like the time where they freshen rides up. So, um, of course, uh, the Haunted Mansion is, I believe, down right now. They're taking the, the holiday overlay off. Um, Small World will be um, that overlay is going to be taken off, I think, near the end of Jan- January. Um, they're giving that a little bit later time just because of the flooding that occurred in that ride. So it wasn't able to get its, its whole, um, you know, grandeur in the, in the light there. So I think that's coming down here pretty soon. Um, the monorail is actually closing down and there's really no date to come back. Uh, and what's kind of interesting about that is they just opened that up in September um, after like the whole shutdown and everything. So it was like the, the grand reopening of the monorail and now they're going to shut it back down for, a for an unspecified, uh, unspecified, un, uh, specified amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Unspecified amount of time. In, In the, indeterminate amount of time. Yes. Um, so, I mean, those are the big ones. There's a lot of like the little rides and everything. Um, I think Grizzlies is going to be down for a little bit here and there. Um, uh, Little Mermaid, I think, was so. It's just a lot of little refurbishments, uh, refurb, refurbishments, <laughs> refurbishments, refurbishments. I'm um, not even and, familiar with the Little Mermaid ride. It's it's over in DCA. Uh, it's like the it's like a dark ride. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's like you're you're riding in the clamshells uh, and going through basically the entire movie. So neat. I've never been on this ride either. Holy, what? Well, it's in California Adventure, so. I haven't been to Cali Adventure in a very long time. Probably not since before high school. So what's happening? um, I heard something was happening with Splash Mountain. Like, they're redoing it. They're getting away from Song of the South, and it's going to something else. Yeah, it's going to uh, Tatiana to hold uh, the uh, the Frog Princess. So that'll be interesting. I know I love that ride. It's a ter- it's a terrible movie, but it's a fun ride. I think it's a good choice. It's a That's... very good choice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's completely a good choice. Did you read that blog by that that like very very upset? Uh, let's just say conservative man who was upset about changes Disney was making, and he was like. I can't even enjoy Disneyland anymore because every time I go on like the Pirates ride and I see that that they're that the woman is selling eggs instead of wives, I get sad and things like that. And I'm like, bro, bro, you need to you need to, you need to tone down a bit, man. Uh, I mean, I I agree that it does need to be changed, but for all of the 
that got to see them selling the wives or the guys chasing the woman around. As a kid, I was always like, that's strange. I wonder what that's about. And then when I became an adult, I was like, oh, well, I didn't understand it as a kid. Hopefully my kids don't understand it. And, you know, it's just one of those things. So it does need to, it does need to go. I have to agree, but it's, it was still amusing. As an adult, I'm more amused by it now than I was as a kid. I Speaking yeah. of pirates, Dave, I have a question for you. Because you, you go to Disneyland more than anyone I know. Have <laughs> you ever had the Johnny Depp experience? No, but that would be um, super cool. What's the Johnny <laughs> like, Depp experience? He, he, well, you can explain it, Dave. Well, yeah, so um, Johnny Depp... Um, just out of the kindness of his heart, he get he gets dressed up in that character, and then he goes into the ride. Uh, so, and then because that that character is like an animatronic throughout the ride, and he'll actually replace it. So he'll be like the real guy. So unsuspecting guests will just you know float by, and then all of a sudden he starts conversating with them, and um, it it makes a, a huge attention getter. But, wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, he's really cool. Um hasn't um what's his name? Didn't the um I can't remember the actor's name right now. I'm so terrible. The guy who played uh, the he's been playing the recent Spider-Man. Oh, Tom Holland. Um, yeah, didn't he do that? Like come in he, as Spider-Man? He did. He did in promotion yeah. for the movie, but Andrew Garfield has done it too. Both of them have done it. They've both dressed in the costume and taken the place of the cast that's member so, that's, that's so cool so cool yeah. i would love to if i were ever get famous for something i would totally do something like that that's awesome right um i i have a disney secret about a celebrity that i don't think a lot of people know i had a friend who worked at a park who told me this i had a friend who was a um who was a captain on uh the jungle cruise and eddie murphy regularly goes to the park and rides on the jungle cruise and he'll often have like business associates that he's like having meetings with he'll wow. take them to the park and take them on the jungle cruise because he loves the jokes on the on the on the jungle cruise and he's <laughs> often cited and people who have captain the jungle cruise have seen him i mean he becomes a regular like sight because he does it so often that's nice. cool that's funny i mean it is the backside of water Eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the Juggle Cruise. I love the corny jokes. And that oh, was yeah. my favorite part of the movie. It was my only part of the movie I really liked. Never saw it. <laughs> Wait, you didn't, you didn't like, like the movie? Jungle Cruise movie? Uh, it was a pirate's ripoff. I liked it. No, it was I liked fun. It. I liked it. I followed it the same fun. template. Oh, it was fun. Okay, all stories follow some sort of template, Brian. Nothing is like 100% original. They took the Jungle Cruise and they followed the Pirates template to try to make the same success. It was just a cash grab. That's all it was. <laughs> of course it was a cash pearl. grab. That's what Disney does, but it was Yeah, fun. that's what Disney does. Let's just start there. It's about cash. But I think it was quite entertaining. I enjoyed the Jungle Cruise a lot. I agree with Erica. I thought it was a cute, fun movie. Okay. And I've Anthony never, seen never it. watches movies, so I mean, you two uh, have. I, I'm this. pretty up to date on Disney movies. Actually, to be perfectly honest, if you ask me if I've seen a Disney movie, I probably have. I'm actually up to date on Disney movies, and that's about the only movies I'm up to date on. 
I, I have to say that I you guys have me at an advantage watching Disney movies because you have the ability to watch them with children, which probably increases the magic a bit. No, it's a lot of what happened. Why did they do that? <laughs> Mommy, why did they say that? Um, oh, my or, God. Or yeah. why, did they, why didn't they just, you know, hug and be nice, like Encanto? Like, why was Abuela so mean? Why didn't they just hug it out and be nice to begin with? And then the house wouldn't have fallen down. Like, I mean. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. That's like that. the worst part. <laughs> yeah, David, I made the David B, to make it clear. Uh, I made the big mistake of taking my boys ages anywhere from three to six with my wife to go see the Spider-Man movie. Oh, that was a mistake. Oh. Yeah, that you was should a, have known better. A, that was a big mi- No, yeah, we should you, have known better. You should have known better. The, the, yep, noises, yelling, running. My wife missed the, like, last, like, five minutes because because one of our kids was like, I have to go pee. Okay, <laughs> but the movie's going to end in, like, five minutes. I need to go pee now. Why did you wait to the last second? I don't know, but I have to go now. I didn't so know one of your kids minute. was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I still haven't uh, seen that movie, the Spider-Man movie. The, yeah, I haven't either. Uh, it it's worth good. it. It is really good. Oh, I've heard really good things. Good. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the spoiler moratorium is never going to be over on it, though, because you have to watch a lot of movies. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people catching up. Yeah, that's, that's true. See, I don't take the girls to when we go to see Marvel movies. That's literally just a me and Chris thing. Smart. Because. Yeah, because Amelia, and she is the worst. I love her, but she is the worst about asking questions throughout a movie. She can walk (laughs) into a room where I am watching a movie and I'm 45 minutes into the movie and decide that she wants to sit down and ask me everything that happened that 45 minutes before. And I'm like, no, like I've gotten to the point. I'm just like, you know what? You can watch it on your own later. Or you can sit here and figure it out. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to explain it to you. Does she still do that harsh critic thing? Oh, God, yes. That's your <laughs> fault. That is so your fault. My God, that is your fault. When she, she ruins was... all sorts of stuff that way. <laughs> when she was staying with me, I let her watch... Um everything wrong with movies the cinemasins youtube channel and i just let her watch it on like watch every episode of that show and after that it's like ding every single movie it's like well why is this person doing this and why is that (laughs) i have seen too many for the storyline why would they shoot it like that that looks dumb they should have done it like this and i'm like everyone's a critic just I've, enjoy the movie. <laughs> I've seen too many videos, like good good critiques of the CinemaSins videos that like I can't even watch them anymore because I'm like, these are good points. I don't think I like CinemaSins anymore. Well, if you actually mm-hmm. would listen to the CinemaSins podcast, um, they explain, especially the behind the sins one too, they explain a lot of the reasoning behind the sins they do. And most of it, it's just because it's funny. Um, so the next question from Holly is... Um, you my my favorite so this is from me first is my favorite of your videos so far have been the ones where you show secrets of the park so holly's question for you is what are your favorite restaurants and food carts to eat at at the park like what's the best thing to go to um okay so i'm just gonna have to start off with this because i do not want to forget it um nancy reminded me she said 
the cream cheese pretzel cart over by <sighs> Small World. Yeah. That is the only place in the park that does the cream cheese filled pretzels. Yeah, it is. I'm not a pretzel fan. I'm more of a churro fan. But I have to say that is duly noted. That is a. Is I a am on the side gem. of. I'm on the side of your wife. I am also a big pretzel fan. I mean, I love churros, but I love pretzels. And so when you mentioned the cream cheese pretzel stand, I was like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. She knows. Highly recommend that. So I, I just want to start off with that because I do not, I don't want to forget that. But obviously any, the churros, uh, I'm like, you know, amen to that. Like, I love the churros. That's like my favorite treat. Um, but I would have to say like, Quick service, which is kind of like that, that uh, just grab and go kind of food at Disneyland. Um, my personal favorites are between uh, Galactic Grill, which is in Tomorrowland, and the Pizza Planet, which used to be Pizza Port, but I get them always confused. So it's just a pizza place in Tomorrowland. Um, and then um, as far as actual sit down restaurants where you kind of need to get that, you know, that resi time and everything. Uh, for Disneyland, it's um, uh, Carnation Cafe. It just became like that family place that we go to. It's right on Main Street. So you get to see people just walking by. So it's just got that quaint little, uh, you know, turn of the century feel. And then uh, Lamplight Lounge in DCA, you know, hi. That's just, that's the place to go in DCA. Great food, great drinks. So. That, those would be my recommendation of us. I can't remember the name of it, but there's the French restaurant. The Blue Bayou. The Blue Bayou. <laughs> Thank you, David. That's my favorite. It's good. I love yes. the Blue Bayou. So speaking of that, like, cute little cafe area down by, like, the center of Disneyland, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of this the one I'm thinking of. Is it, like, right ac- almost across from, like, the castle? The, uh, like, the right Plaza away? Inn or uh, Jolly Holiday? No, well, it's in Disney. It's right as you're, uh, so you're entering in and you go down like the first main um, walkway where there's all the shops at the side, like for clothing and stuff. And then you end up in the center and it's got the, um, in the center of this, this area, it's got the um, Mickey and Walt statue. And then behind that statue is the castle. Yeah. Okay. And so to the left of that castle, there's that like cafe. It's near, I think, I think it's near um, the, what's the, what's the name of the Adventureland? Yeah, it's near Adventureland. Yeah, um, they the the cafe. That's the Jolly Holiday. It's yeah, I like, think so. Right, turn of the century, kind of like uh, right. Yeah, right. That's the one you were talking about, right? Uh, well, that that so that's Jolly Holiday. That that has some good stuff too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Carnation Cafe is like it right in the middle of Main Street. Um, probably just after that famous uh, store, the Emporium. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like on the left-hand side as you're walking down towards the castle. Okay, so that that cafe though, there's a thing there I wanted to say that I love. They have like a raspberry, um, like it's like a raspberry tart almost. So it's got raspberries with like a raspberry like like tasty filling, and these mm-hmm. raspberries and raspberry filling is sandwiched between these two. Um, what are those cookies called? Those like French cookies, the um, the macarons. Yeah, they're like macarons. Yeah, but it's a big one. And so instead of this macaron being like really tiny, it's a big Mickey Mouse macaron. And on the inside is raspberry macaron filling and raspberries. So it's like a giant jumbo macaron raspberry t- flavored. Yes, I, I I have had that before. It is delicious. Yeah. And the only other thing I would say is go to downtown Disney and Black Tap. But Black Tap's good no matter where you get it. So <laughs> I would agree with that. 
those crazy shakes and everything, those burgers. Yeah, like Black Tap's good anywhere. It's not like that's a special Disney thing. That's just like Black Tap is good whether you're in Vegas or Disneyland. It doesn't matter. Yes, I fully agree on that one. When I was a kid and I went to Disneyland, they had a thing called the Handwich. You could get it in Tomorrowland, and it was a cone-shaped sandwich that you held in one hand. It was discontinued in the 90s. And when I was doing just watching Disney YouTube videos today to kind of get myself jazzed for this episode, there was a video by Defunct Land on the Handwich. And it I remember it being the wildest thing when I was a kid, but they were apparently very unpopular. Uh, but they were supposed to be based on like the food of the future from World's Fairs. And it was a bread cone with sandwich fillings in it. And they had like a Texas barbecue one. They had Italian sub one. And it was good. It was like a sandwich, but it was a cone. It was everything good about a wrap and everything good about a sandwich. And apparently they failed miserably and they don't have them anymore. Um, They've been relaunched in some parks, but they don't call them the handwich anymore. They call them bread cones. Yes, I was going to say there. There's some over in the uh, the cozy cone over in DCA, the the Cars Land. Yeah, That's but it was a, it was a reimagining of a of a failed food item. <laughs> uh, but I remembered them really dearly. I, I mean, I, it reminded me of like getting a turkey leg at Renfair. It was a big cone sandwich you hold in your hand. Right. I mean, Disney sells turkey legs now, so <laughs> it's um, not the same. That being said, I'm a dull whip. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah, Dole Whip, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's like I get right nothing else from there, I have to get a Dole Whip. Dole Whip is over by the Tiki Room. Um, the tiki yeah, room. the Tiki yeah. Room. Um, Dole Whip is really good if you have food allergies. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's literally just ice and pineapple. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless you're allergic to pineapple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. did, I tell, did I tell you Amelia found out she's allergic to kiwi? Oh, no. That's a strange that allergy. The hard, yeah, way, the, the hard way, right? That's the only food allergy she has. We went to Trader Joe's, and she was like, Mom, what's this? I was like, it's a kiwi. She goes, I've never had one. I was like, I think they're delicious. I used to eat them um, all the time um, when we'd go to visit my dad on um, the Destroyer um, because they always had them in the in the cafeteria. <sighs> And she was like, oh, I'm going to try one. I was like, great, sounds good. Remember, you can eat the little seeds. It's going to be impossible to get around them. So anyways, I'm upstairs working, and she comes up, and she goes, Mom? And I went, yeah? And she goes, so I ate the kiwi. And I was like, great. And she goes, and it was delicious. I was like, that's amazing. And then she lifts up her shirt, and she goes, but I have this rash on my tummy now. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh no! That's so sad. Yeah, oh, that's so, so sad. Yeah, allergic to kiwi. Oh, uh, at least you don't have to worry about not having Benadryl. Uh, well, so the thing about food allergies is, is if you keep getting exposed to it, it can get worse. So she can't have kiwi. Well, yeah, she might need Benadryl. <laughs> so well, the point yeah. was kiwis aren't very prevalent. We, yeah. Erica, you what? had a food allergy experience at Disneyland. I did. Yeah, oh. at one of the restaurants at the at the hotel. Yeah, you tell the story. Um, <laughs> Erica ate fish and almost died. <laughs> That's the short Jesus. version. 
That's fun. Right there. <laughs> wow. So, the TLDR so, right there. Yeah. So the long, the long version is, um, I, so you can grow out of food allergy. So I've grown out of some, I can eat some fish now, but for the longest time, since I was a kid, I was highly allergic to fish. If I ate fish, my throat would start burning and then start to swell up. I'd go into anaphylactic shock. And the bad part is I love Caesar salads. Oh no. So, right. Oh no. <laughs> they make dressing without anchovies. So when I would go to a restaurant and I wanted a Caesar salad, I didn't do it all the time, but I would ask them, is there anchovies in your Caesar dressing? And they would go back and check with the chef and, you know, come back and be like, no, um, or yes. And I'd be like, okay, well, I can have a Caesar salad. So we did that at this restaurant. It was me and Brian. And we did that. And the waitress comes back and she goes, no, there's not. And I was like, great, I'll have it. So I'm eating the Caesar salad. <laughs> and all of a sudden my throat starts burning and I freaked out and I looked at Brian and we had to, run across somewhere to a hotel lobby to first aid to get Benadryl. So I barely wow. got it down too. my throat was so swollen. I, I barely was able to swallow it. It was, we wow. got yeah. really lucky, really, really lucky. Mm -hmm. Well, good thing I, Brian was there. So you had Brian luck on your side. Well, <laughs> a Brian luck sometimes causes bad things to happen too. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I forgot that that was at Disney. Yeah, I forgot that it happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember a little detail that you probably don't. When you asked the waitress about the salad dressing, she was like, why would there be fish in it? Oh, so, she did say that. Yeah, yeah and then we so, asked her to check. I don't think she actually checked. I think she thought you were full of it and was like, of course there isn't. It's salad dressing. And then... Yeah, but the manager took it really seriously, and then we got you rushed over to the hotel lobby, and it was it was handled very fast. <laughs> I mean, they all Thank knew what goodness. to do. Yeah. Um, I jumped off the outline. Um, so this is probably something multiple people can answer. What one must-have item do you have to take with you when you go to a Disney park? Ooh, I'll get first. Sunscreen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think know. David has a cool answer. No, that was going to be my answer. Sunscreen. <laughs> and Dave? Um, well, that is, you know, actually, that's that's what my wife said. I was like reading this to her. She's like sunscreen, chapstick, all those mom things. I was like, I have to bring my my uh, my Disney go bag, as I call it. <laughs> that's good. My, uh, my batteries, my camera, like all my film equipment and everything. So. I forget to put sunscreen on and I am beat red uh, during the summer times. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> um, I have to bring my kids. <laughs> <laughs> there and is changes of for clothes that, yes. for your kids. That's, oh, yeah, no, that's a good one. Changes of clothes for the kids and diapers. Don't want to forget diapers. I don't even know. That will end up poorly for you. if you Can do. you even buy diapers in Disneyland? I don't know. They give them to you for free. In the first aid. My wife is shaking her head, yes, that they will give you diapers and bottles, apparently. Yep. And you can mail postcards from there. I learned that from Dave's TikTok. That is true. That's pretty cool. You can mail pretty much anything. I still want to mail a bill or something like that. 
when take when your you, electric bill with you to Disneyland. Here you go. Right. <laughs> when when you posted that video, I noticed that the um the mailbox is hard connected to the ground. It's not raised like a normal mailbox. So it made me think that it's probably a chute like the trash cans are. I'm sure it goes underground. They that's, probably uh, that's interesting. I well the trash cans are chutes. No one ever collects trash at Disneyland. Well, at Disneyland, they actually do. At, at Walt Disney Oh, really? World, is that yeah, Disney World? Oh, yeah. Disneyland's uh, old school. They they carry the... They have the people that come around. Uh, the black bags it. and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, I, I noticed, because I, I pay attention to mailboxes. It's a, it's a weird thing I do, and mailboxes are raised off the ground. And that mailbox at Disneyland went all the way to the ground, and I was like, I don't know if that's a shoot or if it's because um, it's like a mailbox of the age that the street is supposed to be. You know, I'm going to have to check that out because now you've got me thinking, you know, like what if one mailbox was overfilled and, you know, letters were stuffing out? I know Disney probably would never let that get to that point. But you know what? I'm going to have to ask because I've seen all of them are attached to like a lamppost that, you know, that could probably fit a letter down it. So yeah, I'm... I'm going to have to ask on that. So, David, have you ever watched any of Jenny Nicholson's videos? Uh, uh, David asking? B. I'm sorry. I made it. Um, yeah, I didn't make it clear. David B. Dave and David oh. is the best way. Uh, <laughs> I know. Right? And he so, keeps so, not doing it that way. So it works. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just like, yeah, Dave, tell us about this. David. Or, I should say David. Uh, no. So what was your question again? Uh, have you ever seen any of like the Jenny Nicholson videos? Jenny Nicholson. Um I don't so she, like, so she's 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 a she's a relatively like big uh, YouTuber. Um, I mean, not so big that like everyone's heard of her. She's not like PewDiePie. She's got like maybe I think maybe close to two million subscribers. The reason why I ask is because she's also a really big Disney fan, and she did a video that was talking about all the different. I think it was something like like. 50 rules that the Disneyland employees have to follow or something like that. And she like listed out all these very strange um, unknown unspoken rules that like all the Disneyland employees have to follow and things and like all the different rituals and things they have to do. And uh, one of the ones they brought, you were talking about this, that she brought up was um, basically uh, there, I guess there's a rule that like anywhere uh, someone's walking, there can't be trash in their way. So they're very, very on top of cleaning everything. Like they're super on top of it. Like they're like, oh, nope, nope, nope. Like you see like even a tiny bit of trash, they're quick to clean that up. I yeah, you're, think- you're right on that. Yeah. I couldn't think of her name, but I've watched those. Yeah, I've watched all those videos. Um, they're they're really cool. They give you a little bit of insight into the park. Yeah, she has a lot of videos about Disneyland. She's a very avid Disney fan, so she has a lot of Disney videos. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm I'm good at making the videos uh, on my <laughs> YouTube channel, but it's like I have like such like a short amount of time. Um, just watching anything is like like i think after this i, I i'm gonna have to go watch the eternals that just came out on disney that's, plus so it's like that's like I, all content creators like every content creator i ever talked to it's like who like does youtube or something it's like oh you're you do youtube do you watch a lot of youtube and they're like nope i'm too busy doing my stuff right. podcast I'm, I'm gonna have watch, to watch that one though yeah podcasters watch everything yep <laughs> right <laughs> 
but yes, to to your uh, to your statements there. Yeah, no, Disney has lots of rules. Um, yeah, the trash and everything. If uh, if cast members see it, and and it's also the way they bend down. You can't just bend over because yeah, there's a special move they have to learn. Yeah, you really have to bend with the knees, not with the the rear end kind of a thing. Uh, so yeah. Another one I thought was super interesting, and you don't really notice it until it's brought to your attention, and then you start looking for it, and you realize it. But they have the park set up in such a way that you cannot see the other regions of the park from any particular region. So, like, if you're in Adventureland and you look around, you won't see Star Wars stuff. If you're in Star Wars Land, you look around, you won't see Toontown stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, really? So you get immersed right yeah. so the last yeah. time i went i was like really looking around and i was trying to look around look see if i couldn't get up high to some place to maybe see if i could see over certain things and see something else nope like they their planning that they do to make sure that that doesn't happen is like wow like wow it's and, amazing and and a yeah. large use of blended blue <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right <laughs> so i i have to say so to that um so if, if you're when you when you go back and you're standing in the New Orleans Square near, um, or I would say in front of the uh, the Haunted Mansion, um, just to show you how amazing Disney is. Um, they Walt didn't want to have that the big Matterhorn um, snow-capped mountain in the you know deep South New Orleans area, so they actually cut a a tree in the shape of the Matterhorn. So that when you are standing by like that haunted mansion and you're looking out towards the rivers of America, you will actually see the tree that is cut specifically to the shape of Matterhorn. And that way you wouldn't even see it. That sounds like what? something Disney would do. That blows yeah. my mind. So it is so even insane. down to that. Yeah. They are up to that. <laughs> I wanted to talk about go away green for a second. Uh, yes. Um, so I don't know what this is. So go it's the with paint green. color that they use. Yeah, it's a paint color that they put on things that um, they don't want you to forget you've seen. Yes, aren't supposed to see or go to. Um, and it has a it has a quality that makes people like not look it or not approach it. It's just a psychological thing. But I want to share a little fact. In Encanto, Bruno's cloak is that color. Oh what. <laughs> Yeah, he shows that it's really funny. He shows up in the background of a lot of scenes. Um, like if you if you're watch like I've rewatched Encanto, uh, I think we're up to fifteen times now. But if you look, um, he actually shows up in the background of a lot of scenes. Um, but to Brian's point, you know, he's he's wearing the color that nobody really looks for. So he's also in the poster. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? So I had to look this up. So I Googled it. Yeah, apparently like this color, this go away green color is a color that like, I guess like the human brain naturally tries to like ignore it or basically like filter it out of our memory. Yep. Now another color they use is I mentioned it before is called blended blue and they paint the tops of buildings it so that it just melts into the skyline. You don't even notice there's a building there. Unless you happen to go there on one of the rare Southern California yeah. rainy days. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dave, uh, as a as a person who goes to the park hunting for secrets and stuff like that, um, do you look for the go away green? Um, not like not intentionally, but I I know it's I know it's there. Um, 
It's like and, you're aware and, it's a thing, so you see it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's like you know, I, going because I go like pretty much like weekly and everything. I'm look, I I look even kind of like I try to leave it look maybe too deep at times. To all, even like the little like window displays, like just like the little knickknacks. Um, I'll try to even like force myself to like look for the smallest of things because the, the details go deep at, at Disney. Uh, I, you know, I, I guess even to bring it kind of bring it back, even like in Kanto, uh, just the Easter eggs that are in the movies, they have so many Easter eggs um that that are there uh and 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 i'll have to i'll I'd throw out a um a, a name uh on instagram if anybody's on instagram um philander is a uh is a uh, a plaid cast member um and he is on uh instagram i think i think he goes i'm not too sure what his instagram is but um his name is philander and um he because he he works at disneyland he loves to point out like the small little details and the histories and everything uh, of like Disney legends or like things like that. And and so I've learned a lot from him as well. And we, we converse a lot, just like trying to like go like, okay, master, like, cause it goes deep. We're, we're almost out of time, but we have one more, um, one more patron submitted question. That's also relationship to a host. So Anthony, why don't you ask that question for her? Okay, if so, you remember what she asked. <laughs> well, this wasn't her question. She she didn't have one. This was my question. Though. Oh, okay. Okay. So my question, but we'll say it's my wife's question, okay? Because she's a big Disney fan. Of all the parks, okay, we're talking Disneyland, California Adventure, Disney World, Disneyland of Japan, which, whichever one, which is the best park? Use any number of of ratings you want, whether which whether you you rate food higher or rides higher, however you want to rate it. Which and whether you've the been best. there or not, I mean, you probably right. have knowledge. That, that matters too. Yeah, which yeah. one is the best? Um, well, I mean, so I've been obviously to Disneyland, DCA, and all four of the uh, the the theme parks at Walt Disney World. Um, you know, I I would have to say the alluring one that I would probably want to visit is Tokyo because I've heard so much about it. Um, whether I'll go international Disney um, one day, I don't know. Um, I think just like out of the, um, out of at least the six parks in America, I would have to, I mean, Disneyland's just, you know, it's just got the magic, you know, I, I think it's just like, it's just where Walt walked and, um, you know, but like on, on the Walt Disney uh, world side, I would have to say Animal Kingdom is like one of my top favorites um, over there. Um, Disneyland is by far like the awesome, but Animal uh, Kingdom was really, really good. I have to say, like the rides there are legit. Like they're fun. Yeah, and, and you know what, it, what? What fascinated me? So like, like Epcot is like I I thought I liked Epcot. Like Epcot was my number one, and then we went to um, Animal Kingdom for the first time last summer and i think just what blew me away about it was the detail of like when you're walking mm -hmm. the african area or the asian area it is like legit um to the t there uh and, and just like there's like little pathways and travels um i was putting this on my insta story and everything um uh i was just you know normally like when you see like a, a side kind of off beaten pathway 
you typically just don't want to go down it because it probably is like for a cast member or something like that. But I mean, the signs weren't there. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to walk there. And it ended up being a, a, a pathway that guests could use, but it was like, like literally nobody was in it. And it was just like this immersive, like pathways. Um, that was just like, so cool to me that. Yeah. It does sound really cool. Yeah. They it was have like a big kid playground. I think what you're talking about are the quiet spaces. So in animal kingdom, they have several of those that kind of branch off to where it's, it's supposed to like immerse you in that where it's like the quiet space. That's oh, what you're wow. talking about, right? The green, the green path. I, I think so. Um, yeah. yeah. This is there, there was like just so many, even like the um, um, the animal trails. Um, um, there was like two main uh, animal areas where we could like walk through and everything. Even that was just like it was just ex- it was very ex- exploring like. Um, so uh, that yeah, I would have to say that's probably that was the top that was the top park for the Disney area. So now we're at the time of the episode where you get to promote your stuff. <laughs> All right. So where um, where can people find your content and how can people reach out to you if they want to? So Instagram is like my main go-to place. Um, if anybody has any questions about their upcoming trips or anything like that, I always say feel free to DM me there. Um, YouTube is like the next big area that um, that I'm doing in that. Um, and, and I have to, uh, you know, put out the shameless plug, please go watch my YouTube channels, uh, my, or my YouTube channel, all my videos. So, um, what I'm doing is, is I just went past the, uh, the thousand subscribers so I can get the ad money now. And, um, it was probably back in April of last year where I started seeing the and everything moving up. And I was like, kind of like the, the whole thing that I have with the social media is, is before I kind of jump into it, I always want to make sure that, um, that I kind of want to know like why I'm doing something. So like, I just make those goals. So that way I don't get lost. There's a lot of, you know, ways that you can get lost in that social media with kind of like competing with one another or, you know, too much ad stuff. And so for my YouTube, I was like, you know what, I want to, I want to use the money through the YouTube, um, ad revenues to give to people, you know, in the parks and everything. So that is just like just sharing kindness. Um, so now that I, I got the, uh, the subscriptions on that and everything, and I've already, I think I've made it up to uh, 1100 now. Uh, so it's like, you know, the ad money just comes rolling in a little bit, but I would say, you know, definitely go check that out. I would love, uh, you know, for the script, you know, subscriptions and everything, just so I can use that money to give to people. Um, so, you know, my next uh, kindness giveaway, as I call them, uh, I've uh, the uh, they're doing a, a celebration um, in, in Toontown at Mickey's house. So it's basically like a big party, like a forty-five minute or no, ninety-minute um, party in in Toontown at Mickey's house. And it's, uh, it's like $350. You can have up to 10 guests. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, not too many families or anything are going to be able to experience that. Cause who's going to be, you know, who's going to drop 350 after you did all the, the park things. So I just purchased like a whole 90 minute session and I'm going to go there on uh, January 30th and basically just say, anybody want to come on in, you know, we're having a party at Mickey's place. 
So just invite random guests. So Oh, that's cool. Oh, I, that's I watched super your video. Cool. I watched your video of your mm. kindness giveaway where you're giving away gift cards and watching the reactions on people's faces was priceless. Yeah, that's I think that's just part of the the thing is also it's like, you know, it's like you know, we always we talk about, you know, want to make this world a better place and everything. And it's like, let's just do it. You know, it's like that's that was kind of my whole mentality. So I'm like, well, you know, obviously we you need a money revenue source. And so I'm like, well, why not use the Instagram uh, and the the YouTube to to fund it? So have a little fun with it. And people love watching that kind of content. So that'll get you more subscriptions. It'll let you do more good. That's awesome. Exactly. Be the, yeah, be exactly. the chain. Be the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, so I mean that's that's my uh, those are my plugs right there. It's Instagram. You know, if you ever want, you know, I always put daily story content on there. Um, you know, it could just be me and my me going throughout my day um, or just sharing a lot of, you know, Disney news and updated stuff like that. Uh, so, and then YouTube's kind of more like the videos that I make are more like the, uh, that story line. So I don't really just go walk in and uh, try a bunch of churros, but I'll kind of make a storyline out of it uh, from a beginning, middle and end. Uh, so it's a little different feel and vibe than the standard Disney videos. Oh, that's cool. I I need to go watch the YouTube videos. I've been I've been enjoying the TikTok content a lot, but I I do this thing with YouTube where it's like I'll do a Disney day. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> it it's coming. Um so that is it for our episode. If you would like to hear more content, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Um wow, I got it right without even thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, after we're done here, we're going to record a little bonus episode and, um, talk a little bit more about secret stuff and what it took to make this episode. Um, so, um, I have been super vegan, Brian. I was oh, joined wait, wait, by, Brian, you forgot. what did I, f- and if oh. you're interested in hearing the extra episode, please join our Patreon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because you, you, you can go there, but you won't see anything if you don't pay us money. <laughs> <laughs> And, and also all get, the money goes back into the podcast. Yes, and for <laughs> for even more money, you also get a chance to see our our faces as we do this. Yeah, you you get to support the the Zoom call that we pay for, and the podcast hosting fees, and the microphone that we're going to buy Anthony. And for even 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 more money, I, I thought will it was personally... going to be a surprise, dude. Why'd you tell him? I just well, surprised him. Yeah. That was a surprise. <laughs> okay, but for even even more money, I will personally give you a back rub. That's not true. I'm lying. <laughs> so yeah, no, he, no, he's not. <laughs> so now I have been super vegan, Brad. I was joined by Kirsty Smurferka. Bye, David the Above Third. Now family friendly. Hindu Anthony. Also family friendly. Wow, shocking. And the and Dave the premier YouTuber of and tiktoker a disney fornia uh where all your disney dreams will come true (laughs) (laughs) thank you for uh for having me this has been nerd podcast radio stay nerdy stay informed and stay awesome